Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast. Uh, you know, the show that uh, likes to change it up uh, just as the world's changing around us. Uh, with me today, I have the one, the only, the amazing uh, Combo. Wow. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And we have a, the amazing Flash here. I'll give you a little back and forth. The, the little I'm Flash. The little yeah. Flash. That's, little fla- I, I kind of like that as like a meme name. It's a nice little little meme name. Um yeah, uh, Wabbits isn't with us. Uh, he is doing some physics stuff because he's the professor of physics. So uh, I, I've been told. I don't know. He's he's doing exams, so that's why he's not here. That's that's what I've been told. Um, Imagine being a student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as I sit here uh, working on YouTube videos all week, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. Uh, you know, job hunt and all that. Um, yeah, okay, let, let me get into it. The first thing on our agenda, we're going to have Patreon changes coming. Not right now, in, in May. So uh, I guess the only thing you need to know right now is a lot of the tiers will disappear from the Patreon, but we're still going to obviously honor uh, those tiers. Um, so the regular one-hour, two-hour tiers, everything will be honored. Uh, the tiers that will remain uh, will be the Welcome Squad and the Roll Call thing. Uh, roll call thing. the roll call tier uh those are the two tiers that will remain uh so uh and but don't fear coaching still gonna happen we're just gonna do it through our website um mostly because this, this makes it actually a lot easier for both on the coach's end uh and on your end because we've always had trouble with patreon when it comes to switching tiers and stuff like that so it'll just simplify it a lot you'll just kind of purchase your one hour two hour session depending with who whom you like and then you will, you know, as soon as that, as soon as you purchase, you'll have the session uh, and then you'll have to wait till there's, you know, the, more stock or really in this case, just more open sessions of the, the coaches have more, more time for the coaches have to kind of order your next coaching session. Uh, it'll just work a lot better than doing it through the Patreon. Um, I'm still working out kind of the financial stuff. So if you do check the website out right now, don't worry. Nothing's final. Um, deciding whether I want to do Canadian or U.S. currency as well. That's another thing that combo and i were talking about uh but yeah that's kind of it the idea is that the tiers will be changing coming in may um but they will disappear in april um so all of you who are subscribed to those tiers please unsubscribe because once again and this is once the problem with patreon uh i can't unsubscribe you on my end uh so this i think this will be better in the long term anyway uh and we're also going to get a lot of community members on board hopefully as well to kind of coach out some of the high level some of the high level players are going to help out. So with that, uh, I hope you all are ready for it. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, and it'll be a good use of our website, which now kind of hasn't been doing too much. So we'll kind of have a use for it, which is a nice little bonus. Um, and I guess the last thing is with the two Patreon tiers starting in May, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll have the roll call tier dedicated to kind of the weekly shadows. Uh, and we'll have the... Uh, welcome squad will change the shadows not now not to a weekly thing but it'll just be once a month during the rob and kyle show so that's kind of the change i want to happen with that as well um because it was getting quite long and uh, as much as i very like i love i love the fact that it was getting very long but we're, we're kind of trying to make sure that it's uh you know forget to 50 people that that would be crazy like having shouting them out every single episode so we're kind of working through that um yeah i hope everyone understands obviously uh, if you don't, don't worry. Like everyone's trying to money now. If you un- don't subscribe, that's so be it. Uh, combo. <laughs> I've been ranting for a while. Uh, do you have any 
Any last things? How are you going with your coaching? Your your coaching so far this month? Uh, this month was good. We're starting much better than last because last month I was V delayed um, with mm-hmm. the job changes and everything that kind of went chaotic. We literally had a what did we have a talk like two months ago or almost three months ago, being like, yeah, like March April will be like my most chill time because I'll be able to like and my work should be only like nine to fives and there's <laughs> not going to be much more. Students are moving out and like I'm chilling, but uh, it's been literally the complete opposite. This is the busiest I've been since I, I moved out here for work. So um, it's it's been hard, and I appreciate the folks who have been with me being so patient with me. Um, because I've, it was like equal parts and like, I will, I only share this with them, but I'll like, I'll share like snippets of it here of that. Um, I found that literally for almost two weeks, my time was doing a two hour session and, or like an hour session and then a break, uh, a really short break to like eat a quarter of a meal and then another hour session session to then break and eat a quarter of a meal, then be called by work and work for four hours oh, and a complete mm-hmm. off hours from like eight to midnight. Um, and then come back and then I'll be like, Oh, I'll get to one replay right now. And then I'm like, oh, I'm tired and go to bed and then back up in the morning for seven. Uh, that was literally like three street, three weeks straight. Um, and I found that like any free time I had, I was like, literally just sitting in bed, like trying to recover. And so, uh, I felt really bad because things like replays, for instance, where I can do them in my own time were being pushed to the kind of the back burner. Um, so I am very appreciative of the folks who were very patient with me and I have I'm completely caught up now, which is nice. Um, and the last week and a bit, I've just been completely grinding rocket league, which has been good. So, um, we're, we're caught up. I'm feeling a little better and, uh, yeah. And I've also taken some time personally as well. Like, uh, my apartment was getting really rough since I cleaned it all up. My, uh, literally yesterday I was like, um, moving around furniture and trying to get a new little, like, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, feng shui in the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right. So yeah, so I'm playing around with that. And then, uh, the big, like exciting news is for those who know, uh, I have, uh, I have a girlfriend. Wow. Like if people didn't know Ooh. that, um, my, I've had her for a while. She's been my girlfriend for a long time, but, um, she is actually moving out with me for the summer, uh, which was kind of on the, cause she lives in Ontario. I live in Alberta. Um, ever since I moved out here for work and distance has honestly been going great. Uh, we've been doing really well. Um, but she, uh, the whole plan was to have her move out here end of April to, to start working at my, in my buildings as like a, a front desk staff. Um, but we, we don't know what that's going to look like now, obviously with everything going on, but we still decided to have her move out with me. So it was nice kind of changing my apartment out from looking like a bachelor pad into an actual, like, <laughs> uh, having a, a grill, uh, come live here with me. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm really Is excited. The- it, go ahead. Is the basketball net still there? That's, that's of course it's still there. Of course it's still there. She helped me put it up when she came up for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she said it was the stupidest thing she's ever seen, but she still helped me put it up. So, um, specifically the one big change I made that I I FaceTimed her to show her last night that she's excited about. And uh, for all the the lads listening, it's also a positive win for the guys here. Um, I put a TV in, uh, like my room so that she can, uh, if I'm out here working on my computer or whatever it is, she can watch TV like in bed or do whatever she wants to do. But Mm -hmm. I also put the switch in there so I can play RL late night in bed uh so a big, big win as well which i'll be doing as well so yeah so things are on the up which is good it was a rough couple of weeks i haven't been in the best mindset and I, I listened to some of the podcasts and i think i can kind of hear it of like i just kind of sound low-key or not super like i was obviously passionate about the whole um uh throwing game thing but yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah so uh, it's been nice uh trying to get a little happier which has been good so yeah thanks for the question thanks for asking uh, i was longer awesome. than i anticipated yeah, I mean, uh, I think two things. I mean, this is the one thing why the, the coach change will be good because um, in the future, you'll kind of, the, the idea will be you'll kind of add more slots when you have time. And then if there's a busier time, you can actually go down. Uh, unlike the Patreon, which is kind of like this ever, never ending every month thing. 
Um, so that'll be a good change. And I completely agree. I, I, like if I have a slow month, I'll be like, oh, I can open more and so on, which mm-hmm. is huge. I completely agree. I'm like that when, cause I, I had pitched to you la- like earlier this week or last week saying like, oh, like, why don't we think about like moving it to like a website or changing what it is or getting more people on like, and like, this has been, you've been, I know, putting a lot of thought in over the last couple months, truthfully, into like what it's going to look like. And so, mm-hmm. um, as soon as you, you sent me that first link to the website and like, we, we kind of refined of saying like, oh, like now it's like, we don't need to limit it to like six replays for instance it's a like if for all i know like june maybe i because just as another like little aside i'm I'm fortunate that i'm still working but that's obviously Mm -hmm. for most people i think not confirmed right just as is my job so for all i know i get laid off in a couple weeks right and um if that happens great i can start working literally full-time on doing these right and i can i can start uh putting a lot more into it so uh yeah that i I, i'm super excited i think this was a great switch and uh, i was really impressed with the, the look of your website man it looks really clean i'm really happy with it I, I, I was really happy too because I was thinking about it too. I'm like, if there was, I, I think, I think I felt that at least last month, there was a point where like going through Patreon for coaching just wasn't going to work anymore. Like it was, it was such a hassle and, and all this, like all the things. So I, I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. I think another big thing is, is on my end at least, uh, kind of going forward. I've been working on the YouTube videos and stuff. And man, do I appreciate, youtube video content creators a lot more when you have to work on your own video (laughs) oh editing is horrible man it is it blows my mind when i look and i'm like i just watched a nine minute video that had about (laughs) like 47 gifs in it it had like a bunch of soundtracks it had camera angle movement it had like cropping it had music overlay he he probably recorded his voice and video separately i'm like i'm like oh my gosh i was like when i was trying to edit because i don't people obviously don't know this but i'm i if you remember i screwed up one of the mechanically mediocre videos right and like um mm-hmm. i didn't record my voice so it was just a video with jared talking and not me and literally just trying to line up the audio tracks was it took me like probably close to 30 40 minutes i would say of like trying to get it it was also a new software that i didn't know so give me some learning time but and then rendering oh my goodness rendering the video <laughs> and, and uploading it afterwards oh my gosh it's that's why i even like after you post that first one i was like man i was like i know flash has a little bit more time on his hands than he's like used to and i'm happy he's using it like productively but i respect that you're putting in that work because man some of the like stimpy for instance as a youtuber i watch i know i'm like ranting about completely irrelevant yeah, things yeah keep but, going um, you know what Wabbas isn't here. We'll do what we want. You know? It's true. Um, if if anybody, have you ever played uh, Rust Flash? Like, have you ever played that? Or? That sounds very familiar. I probably watched someone play. I don't. It's uh, it's one of the, it's one of the few games that I so I played a lot and like I really do like Rust. Um, it's one of the few games that uh, anybody listening right now, I would highly recommend you watch someone like Stimpy or Anardo or Blueprint or Wellen or like any of these like names. And if you are actually curious for recommendations, let me know. I can pass them along because what's really cool is Rust is one of the few games I think I've found that is perfect for storytelling so that you don't actually need to know anything about the game. You don't need to like the game or play the game and you can still really appreciate a well-edited, well-voiceovered video. And Mm -hmm. and I find a lot of the Rust YouTubers that I watch on and off are some of the best editors I've ever seen. Specifically, Stimpy is one of the funniest um, editors I have ever seen. So I I highly encourage you, if you have just 10 minutes and you're looking for a quick laugh, maybe late at night or you can't sleep or something, just like YouTube Stimpy really quick, Um, S-T-I-M-P-E-E. The community corner, that's isn't rocket league um and uh watch one of his videos if you want to like just like vash is saying appreciate a like literally six to nine minute video that i guarantee took him hours to produce right and put together so uh, I, I do really like it and he uploads almost daily which it blows my mind i cannot believe people who are able to only pump out like six minutes of content and 
probably at it almost part-time job numbers of hours, right? Which oh, uh, I mean, and it also depends, like, because there's a certain point where you can pretty much do YouTube as a full-time job, but like, yep. I, I don't, I don't imagine, I don't know what his subscriber count is like. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, he's just under a mail, upload. I think. Like, he's up there, but yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then, then he should be good. I mean, it makes sense. Like, essentially, he's taking that as his job. You got it. Um, but that, like, even if you have like certain things kind of preset, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you want to notice the biggest thing is like the more you do setup for like your first video the more it kind of helps with the next video yeah definitely. Uh, unless you want to do something completely different in which case <laughs> yeah you're kind of what are you so. uh what are you editing on what are you uh what are you learning and working on I, i'm my, the film or the editing software i use is filmora i think um, i've heard of that actually yeah i uh, free like I, a software or do you is no it, no I, oh. I think it's 70 bucks purchase but i purchased Ooh. it in 2017 so nice um i've been using blender the, whenever i've had to do any video mm-hmm. stuff and it's 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 super not built for video editing right it's just it's very much like a side feature um and it sucks it's tough it's so so <laughs> hard so i respect you man <laughs> uh yeah no i like listen if you give me a good enough software i i, I can put in the money like i think that's kind of my go-to um yeah no so i'm, I'm currently editing tim and smitzel von crumbs uh video uh, idea for the the hero to the zero series so we'll we'll see how it turns out i have a lot of ideas i don't know if my execution will be good enough but uh at least as long as they're entertained i, I i'm happy that's kind of how i yeah. approach these um yeah and <clears throat> i guess speaking of our patrons uh, we're just going to go through it right now we're going to go through our uh patron shout outs uh so we got lies who uh, perhaps cough cough might be uh joining the coaching tiers more stay tuned uh we got big c is me um beef carson c of the base or bass what was it what was it <laughs> i think oh, it's base i think it's base, you think it's base? Uh, yeah <laughs> all right uh jy's uh Kissy. i hope you caught that i changed my opinion from last time on purpose I, completely I, it has yeah, if it's yeah. not c bass i will lose it i will absolutely <laughs> lose it and he he so periodically jumps in chat or he or they sorry uh, i shouldn't uh, go there but you don't know who they, it is That's they good. so periodically jump in chat that i haven't had the opportunity to actually ask them uh what <laughs> it is and i'm dying to you're dying, dying. Well, that, that's the best. I think we have some patrons, which like I don't see them in the Discord anymore. Or like they're not at least not active. You know what I mean? Oh, well, so that was my comment on McKenna Mediocre this I think this past week. Um oh, what is it? Queen Queen B? No, Queen mm-hmm. what is it Queen B? No, I thought it was a different name. Princess, Princess Wildcat. Wildcat. Queen B is yeah, Queen B is the Rocket League uh, Twitch streamer. Um <laughs> Princess Wildcat, I, I've never once seen in the Discord. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> I, I I have absolutely zero conception. Uh, and so I'm super curious. So at me, Princess Wildcat, and and say hi, because I, I, I think you honestly are the only patron I have not like talked to at least Interacted once. With. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you so like yeah, have Prin- you seen Princess Wildcat? I don't think so. I don't think so. They either. might go. They might go by a different name. To be fair, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Hit us up. I'm curious. Um, and I guess shout out to Princess Wildcat. Shout out to Pawn, Mister C, Mike, Poor Judgment, another one who uh, may be joining. Most likely will be joining our coaching thing as well. So that'll be cool. The PJ himself. Uh, he did tell me though. This is pretty funny. When <laughs> when I when when I when I like proposed this to him, he's like. As long as I don't have to teach Jared because he's trash. So that's that's his <laughs> response. I love it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Shorzy, V15, Vika, and your boy Hunty uh, coming on in into the welcome squad. Uh, then we have the roll call. Paint. Pa-pa-pa-pa-paint. Um, 
who I asked the other day because we were doing all the roll call things for all the shows. I'm like, so like, do you even listen to Age of Empires or the like uh, the Legends of Terror one? And he's like, no. And I'm like, that amuses me even more. The fact that I'm shouting yeah. out on those shows and yeah. you, you aren't listening. That's great. Uh, here at Zero, we got Kevin, which is the first video, a YouTube video. You can check it out on our channel. See what you think. Um, and then obviously the video now I'm making now, Tintree Barker and Smith's Volcrum. Uh, there may or may not be a terrible Australian accent. I haven't decided yet. Uh, we'll see what is funnier. Um, <laughs> then we in the Wabbits replay, we got Miffy and Go Blue Mason. And in the replay combatties, Bongtaj, Bornic Duck Eric, uh, Cloud 99, uh, Googly Woogly Woo, King Knight, TK. Uh, I almost said that like it was two people, uh, but it was one. Now, in the one hour of combat crew, we got Sods, E Seeking Missile. And then two hour combat crew, we got Relentless, Ty Swoogles, and Kitai. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that is our patient list. As you can see, it's quite going quite long, and I, we thank you all for your support. Uh, and kind of, I guess, changing gears a little bit, changing speeds. Uh, we're gonna get into beginners corner. Are you ready for some beginners corner combo? I am. Uh, I feel like this is actually a corner that a lot of people appreciate that we haven't been doing recently. Um, and I think I think the truth is, whenever the RLCS picks up, we kind of focus a little more on esports. Yeah, yeah, that's always kind of been. I find our like content uh, uh, like rotation is always uh, like we obviously have to focus on esports when like that is the reason a lot of people are here, right? Is to, to hear us talk esports, and then as soon as we get a break, it's uh, yeah, let's let's talk Rocket League, right? Like everything else. Hundred um, percent. I guess the first thing I want to introduce. And, and kind of thinking about why we don't maybe perhaps talk about Beginner's Corner as much uh, is because I think the Beginner's Corners earlier in our episodes <clears throat> were a lot more relevant to myself and Wabbits when we were kind of going through these stages uh, of Rocket League. And now it's, it's, it's kind of this weird feeling of um, the... We know the basics shall we say right and now we know we just have to get better at those right uh and i think that's always where i have trouble with is like i just need to put more time to be more consistent as opposed to like and maybe maybe there's a couple awareness things i can work on but uh the, the some of the things that we could improve are so like they're cool but they're not necessarily gonna in you know improve our rank um you know those flipper sets and stuff like that like i don't think a flippery set is going to make or break whether you're in diamond you know <laughs> like platinum diamond maybe champ three you know maybe when you're getting there it might change it um but but when you're in like diamond you don't need to do a flipper set you just have to hit the ball hard towards net and <laughs> not miss like that, that is the truth um <clears throat> but speaking of being in diamond i'm currently in diamond two uh i'll blame the fact that i changed my controls and takes a while to get used to um but I can blame whatever I want. The fact is I'm still there. And I think that what I've noticed now is that the, the gameplay feels really weird in diamond. And I think there's two reasons for this. I think one, there's a lot of people that are picking up the game and they haven't played in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think, and because of that, so I guess this is the second part of it is it almost feels like the discrepancy between people's awareness and skill is, is just so 
there's so jumbled together at the rank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all mismatches of as opposed to like this over like in champ one, I feel like this is like this overall circle that most people have, you know what I mean? Within the circle of skill, like like mm-hmm. all these different points is pretty well rounded. And maybe there's one or two things that they're better at. Um, but they're average at least in everything. While in this like diamond two, diamond one, sometimes rank, I feel like I don't know whether this person, you know, is just gonna ball chase and do terribly. Or mm-hmm. or whether they like have really good awareness, a good positioning, and then they just miss the ball, or they're just going to sit in net. Like it's just, there's just all things happen. So I, I don't know what your take is on that. Yeah, the for me, and, and so I, I very very often will attribute because like I, it happens at all ranks. Don't please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to generalize, um, but. I will always say one of the hardest is the C1 to C2 area um, because you are you are actually playing people who can flip reset sometimes even double I've been double flip resetted by champ two sometimes but don't know how to rotate don't know how to play with pace don't know how to set tone don't know how to dribble like other things like that but then the and then the opposite is that you'll play people who just play good solid rocket league but can't hit a ball for the, the life of them right and, and um I, I do see that very often around those ranks especially since I, I tend to hover in those ranks a little bit when i'm playing on like other accounts with some of the the coaches um and so and like i said this happens i think it's funny i think it happens around the the something one of every rank because it's it's officially people who have peaked from the previous rank right like that's always where i see it it's low gcs tend to be toxic and they or they um and they they can do one thing but they can't do everything whereas then champ ones also can be very toxic because now they're champs right like oh like muscle up i'm a <laughs> champ um but and then but we're, still, we're looking at you by, by the way shout mm-hmm. out to destro my my former teammate mm-hmm. uh he hit champ for the first time i think mm-hmm. the other day so shout out to him uh but don't let it get to your head is what we're saying <laughs> you got it but unfortunately it does and at every rank right like i remember when you i i'll, I'll put this back on you i remember when you got platinum for the first time right away all you were talking about was your average and how you were ready to to keep grinding to to be a pro and like all this kind of stuff and like you are still on that route you were still improving you're still doing well um and luckily you didn't get cocky which is a good thing right like that that's always the worry um <laughs> but th- there is a little mental thing right of whenever you achieve a new rank you obviously are going to start thinking a little differently about it right and, and i think that happens at almost every rank um you specifically i loved following your progress i thought it, i thought it was uh, like awesome because it was really nostalgic of mine kind of thing of like well, as i got to like a couple hundred hours i was like ooh, like i'm killing it now like i'm on route to 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 be in a, at the, the, the top kind of thing and unfortunately with rocket league at least the, the time between ranks grows exponentially per rank right like oh, it takes longer and longer and longer and those walls are just mm-hmm. so debilitating and frustrating um so that to bring it home kind of thing of like actually what i what i was trying to say there is that um i I think you're dead on right of that unfortunately at the the lower end of any rank there tends to be a lot of discrepancy in what people can and can't do and that's where you see a lot of those comments of like oh i can't trust my teammates they miss defense all the time but your teammate in the same game may have also hit a boomer top left right like uh, you don't Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of hard to 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 split that sometimes and so there is a unique skill and and there is a mindset you kind of need to start to develop of always and i'm I'm a huge advocate of always trusting your teammate like if you always try to play safe and and cover for their potential mistakes you, your your team is always going to be playing shorthanded right you're never going to be able to actually perform as a team i, I was going to um, say your mm-hmm. karma <laughs> what do you mean well because uh, uh Kar- karma in the most recent series you're saying that she kind of didn't like you didn't see a lot of her yeah yeah yeah. Her that's a good point. yeah 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 that's a good point. but like she was playing not to lose and yep. um 
as I think she's done, unfortunately, the last couple of seasons, right? She's a, she like, I think not even just her, she, it's a team. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish your thought. Yeah. I think, I think the truth is she kind of played that third, third man, shall we say? Yep. Um, but the, the problem is I think in other seasons she wouldn't. And then that's when you see more whiffs from her. So it was kind of like this weird, um, it, it yeah. I look at those, te- like all the, she has surrounded herself by some really good teammates, but for for whatever reason, it's just nothing. She'll either play really, really passively or like go for anything. You know what I mean? It's like it's like this one or the other. In some ways, honestly, I think mm-hmm. I think the reason I, I definitely have a soft spot for Karma is that like her play style is like me if I was better. You know, <laughs> sometimes like where it's just I don't trust my teammates now, so I'm gonna be really defensive, and then it's like okay, like I got to make something happen. So let me just be really aggressive now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah. And so, so that is, a, is a huge thing. And anybody I work with, I, I'm always on them for stuff like this. So the, the second I hear I like, Oh, well, my teammates are making me lose games. Um, great. Like let's work in a play style now and let's work in a, a way that you don't have to always sit back for their mistakes because you're just not going to win games. Unfortunately, like you're, you, you, I will almost, I can almost guarantee if that's what you think you have to play every time you probably have the closest to a 50 win, 50 loss ratio on the planet Mm -hmm. in my opinion like like that's why you'll feel hard stuck um so instead and this is i'm I'm not not gonna give away all the secrets right because like this is what people i work with are coaching on are um but uh there are ways that that you should try your best to play in a way that feels right for you and feels like you can still play as part of the game but also in a way that is and this is this is the key point for me at least and what i really try to put in with people is that you are not playing safe to fix your teammates' mistakes. You are instead playing in a way that makes your teammates feel better uh, and play better and therefore hopefully win more games. So looking to pass to them every single time, even if they're not passing to you. Looking to always rotate to that bo- back post and never cut them off just because you think that they're a little slower or maybe they and maybe they are, truthfully. Like, like I will always say, you are probably right in a lot of your opinions, right? Like you were probably very correct that your teammate whiffed that ball or is slow to this or whatever. Like you're, I, I almost in- entirely agree that you are correct there, but still does not justify cutting rotation still does not justify being toxic and chat to your teammates. It still does not justify anything like that. So uh, what I will always, always try to work with people on, especially who are in like this, when this question comes up is a let's play in a play style that allows your teammates to be built up rather than building them, breaking them down the second you get into the game. Cause you see that maybe they're a lower rank or maybe they miss a couple balls or have an off day or something mm-hmm. happens. Right. And that's a huge part of being able to play with this almost discrepancy within all of these ranks. And is honestly a, a very, very relevant, relevant talent and skill to build from i would say starting as low as like probably silver or gold where people are starting to get a bit of semblance of how the game works right and 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 playing some rotations Mm -hmm. and and working through there all the way up and i still do this in 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 gc right like i still do this all the time when i'm playing with people even playing with people i know right of like if i just know like if i'm playing threes and i'm with friends and i know one of the friends is maybe a little lower ranked i'm not going to start cutting him off just because he's lower rank i'm going to allow him to keep playing the game but try to set him up even more and more and more to make him feel like he's playing better get a little higher confidence and right and start popping off so um that's a huge part of being able to play with the 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 absolute craziness that is the beginning of any rank unfortunately so yeah yeah. and i guess just to add to that here's my theory i think as to why people will get tilted or will all of a sudden start playing more aggressively um is because in some ways this kind of like very wait for your opportunities trust your teammates style leads to a lot of very close games um and i think 
what I'll get is the, because of these close games, you know, where you're in overtime and you're like, well, we haven't made a mistake. Um, but then, then that one teammate whiffs and then now that's all in your mind. So the next three or four games, you're just convinced your teammates are trash, right? Cause you played to the style. You're like, this is the best style, but you're, you're also kind of at the zero, zero score line. And then every game feels like closer than it has to be. You're like, why yeah. can't I just pop off? Why can't I just carry the team? Um, and I think, I think that's so fascinating to me because I've, I've in the past, I, honestly, I've played a lot more than the last week and I've actually been doing a lot more practice and, and I think it's helping out. Um, but what I've noticed is that if I feel like I want to go fast, like, let me play fast. I want to play fast and I'm feeling good. And like, everything feels like it's popping off. I actually tend to lose a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I notice the games where I, I feel like the action is slow or where I feel slow, I actually do really, really well. And I think the reason for it is because the purpose behind my decisions when I'm playing slightly slower is just a lot. Like, I can outwit my opponents a lot more. As opposed to, all right, I'm mechanically, like, let's just say right now I'm this diamonds two rank. Mechanically, I'm probably better than a lot of players. Like, I... I've honestly, I've been scoring some nasty redirects and, and uh, ceiling shots and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. But when I force it, when I like go all out and force it, I think the biggest thing that ends up happening is my teammates have no idea how to play around me. Um, and to your kind of point earlier where you were talking about play to your teammates, to, to support your teammates, when you play really aggressively, really fast, even if you're feeling amazing, if it is throwing off your teammates, you are actually being a detriment to the kind of the, the win, the W you're, you're going for. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to take off that, but I, I feel like when I, it's, it's also a sense of calmness and I, I can get into this in a second, but I, yeah, kind of just go into that thought of like players that just try to play fast, I guess. Yeah. And so the, there, there's a, there's a very fine art to, especially the definition of playing fast. And this is something I really like starting oh, yes. a, a lot of <laughs> sessions with, with I, whenever I start with new, like new folks is that the, the, even just the perception of being fast doesn't technically exist. <laughs> if you break it down in Rocket League, if all the cars go the exact same speed, right? Boost every max speed is the same. There's no overall difference like uh, someone who picks up control for the very first time technically can go the same speed as <laughs> i can but the difference maker right is the ability of, of kind of three larger themes so the first being how can i uh, manage and uh, steal and um what's it called uh oh my god i can't remember the word now but like take my own boost uh, as mm-hmm. as well as steal their own um so just boost management in general equally like i said taking and um just use in general and being able to work through that um it is recovery so being able to land while drifting being able to half flip out of bumps or out of things like that to always stay um as fast as you can when things are changing uh and then finally it is your ability to stay fast without boost uh and so to me that comes within the the light of wave dashing that comes in the light of um, diagonal flips over of uh, front flips since they're a little faster little things like that that are that are really important and so for me 
when I try to help someone with their speed, the first thing that I always see after our first session of working with someone with speed, um, which is just actually not a bad thing. I, I like working through this is that then they fall into kind of what you're talking about of that. Then it becomes this like hyper aggression and hyper speed that then we start to, to lose the actual thoughtfulness, intentionality and strong play that a lot of players used to have. And like, I'll, like the always funny example I feel like I can give is that the, the like third or fourth session I think I had with Hunty, we started identifying some mechanics that we think he should work on and like i because he was very much the just a good sturdy player played third a lot didn't feel the need to kind of to go for anything too crazy or flashy um and so instantly what does he do he puts all of his time and effort into mechanics and now Mm -hmm. his mechanics have far surpassed his his thoughtfulness of the game and so now he has to keep writing this balance right and then that's that's what all high level players do right of that as you learn more mechanics your thoughtfulness uh, and intentionality might start to take a hit so now you start focusing on that and that that back and forth Anyway, so then kind of ending with that, the so often then, especially if let's say something bad happens, right? Like the, where you kind of started of a, like you see a couple teammates with in a couple games in a row when you're solo queuing, you're like, okay, hey, well, I guess I got to play fast and be the one uh, scoring all the goals now or little things like that ends up being so detrimental uh, that I, I really, really like, uh, and I got challenged for this uh, when I said it before, the, the flakes like never challenge mentality. We're like, oh, he challenges sometimes, but like, I, like I, I agree. That's the whole point that you keep it unique. So when I work on someone, working playing fast i will work on the three things that i said so the the ways to keep yourself as fast as possible but the main thing i will always throw into the boat that you are working on your speed is do not add speed into your challenging only add speed into your movement because it's so often when players are working on playing faster and adding speed and things like that that they just hurl themselves into challenges and they hurl themselves into poor positioning and and things like that but if you can play incredibly fast and then even just for a game or two, try to enlist this like, I, but I'm never going to challenge kind of mentality. So it's only fake challenges. It's only just getting near the person, but not jumping at them. It's only little things like that. You're going to start to notice that this whole and to almost bring it full circle, this whole idea of like setting the tone and setting the pace of games and, and allowing you to be the person doing that really comes to fruition because you're the person who is set being that you're the fastest player, but you also get to choose when challenges are happening. It's not just based on your mm. speed and you, you alone, right? There's, there's a little more that goes into it, which is really cool. And it's a it's a really valuable way to start playing the game if you don't already. And something that particularly Flakes is phenomenal at, right? Of that he's an incredibly fast player uh, in terms of how quick he can recover to and from the ball, to and from a player or the net or things like that. But he oh so rarely jumps into a challenge and rushes a challenge because of that. And, and he's really, really defined that play style. And it's something that I, I've also been playing for a quite long time, but still need to always practice, right? Because there's always days you're going to be impatient. There's always days that you're going to mm-hmm. be mad at a teammate whiffing, right? And go into things. And so you, you do really have to start to try to refine that to, and bring it home. So, yeah. And I guess to that point, and this is like my last kind of thing for beginner's corner is I've also felt a lot of diamond players will go into every challenge without a thought of what they want to do. Um, And this doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad players, but they're just trying to play fast. And when they do that, you start to get this feeling of like these players that are, that are like, Oh, I'm so good. You know, why am I not winning games? But all they do is whenever you get the ball, they hit it and they just hit it as hard as they can. And it goes right to the opponent team or it doesn't. But the point is they have really no control. And I think the bigger thing is fifties, just being able sometimes to slow down right before a 50 and just predict what the opponent's going to do and slightly angle to the right or left um i think changes the gameplay a lot and it gives you at least the feeling of control and i think i remember myself saying this when i was in diamond is that there are times i felt like i really had no control of the game or maybe maybe this was platinum but i was saying stuff like 
um man like i just feel like we just hit the ball and it just keeps going so fast and i can't really do anything like i can't change it um and and that was always so interesting because looking back now right the truth was i didn't have the mechanics to control the ball at a close uh pace so i wouldn't ever you know i just i'd hit the ball because that was the safest thing to do in that situation but not only that i wouldn't focus on 50s either i'd just be hitting the ball it's just like a race to hit the ball as fast as you can and I think truth be told up to platinum, you can kind of get away with that with just like being the first one to the ball and eventually you'll just hit, hopefully get a shot on net. Um, but after a while you have to realize, no, like let me position myself in a way to actually either block what the opponent's uh, trying to do or to, to set up the 50 for what I'm trying to do after um, or slow down the play and do flicks and other stuff like that. So uh, I just, I I've noticed in diamond, I feel like there's always, there's this, there's like we gotta we want to be like champ players we gotta go fast but i think the difference is because they're trying to force us so much there's no intentionality and i think that's a big kind of discrepancy between like a diamond one and diamond three will be um people who play with purpose with every 50 as opposed to those who just chase the ball around yeah yeah, but uh, i'm with you there um okay that's good uh i think so I guess the last thing that I'll leave off here as well is there was, uh, I don't know if Elias posted this, but there's this like coach, like training regimen. I don't know if you saw this combo. I, I glanced at it. I didn't open it. Um, so I, I've been trying it and so far it's working. I think the bigger it, I think more than the training itself, it's the, it's the, maybe I'm the type of person when I have something visually like that or like laid out for me like that, I'm more like willing to practice and kind that's of always a, a big thing that I, I really like to to say for a lot of folks of that like i i'm i'm very proud of like the the free play routines that i build for players and, and like work through those and like the a lot of them are very similar but there's always very slight nuances based on what needs to be worked on um and i will always say uh and i i'm i, I i'm i'm proud that i can live by this like because i, I really don't want to make, make it that like oh my free play routines are gonna be the ones to get you there like or else i'd be trying to like publish them right like it's not um <laughs> I, it's it's not Almost i'm not the be all end all right yeah <laughs> i'm not like the be all end all and so what i really like being able to say is that i don't care if you use my free play routine or not i don't care if you find a different one that you think is going to work better or anything like that that's a lot i do care i'm I'm excited about that like that actually makes me happy um because i I truthfully think most people just learn if they're excited to do it and have a uh, Mm -hmm. and generally we we learn you and i both learn from going through education and stuff like that of that uh that's that's why curriculums exist right of that if we can build a framework to try to build that knowledge around right then there's a much higher probability that people are going to partake in it and and want to partake in it right uh and so for me it's a i completely agree like i'm much more inclined to learn and and practice if i have something to work off of rather than not and so for me like i haven't used any of those regiments in like years honestly and they weren't even really developed when i was like kind of trying to grind through the ranks uh and so for me though i as much as it may feel like i don't need anything like that or i don't use anything like that and that's not how i learn it is because i've actually just built my own routine over the years Mm -hmm. right that i always know is fun to get into makes me excited to play the game makes me excited to train and practice and goes from there so if you find something or 
that, that you like, or even if just something super, super simple that maybe is maybe it's not the most efficient way to learn a skill, or maybe it's not like whatever. Hey, if it's making you practice, like you're going to see improvement. There's that, that is like the most proven theory of learning that exists. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I come, I'm completely with you, man. And like, I'm happy that our community is always so eager to share resources, right. And, and find like, oh, look what this person said and so on, because I, I hope that people, maybe if you can't afford coaching or maybe you're just, it's not for you or, and you just want to learn your own, like, cause like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for learning anyone, right? Like I've never had yeah. a coach. I've never had anything like that. Um, and so if that's your choice, hundred percent, there's so much resource on this game, right? Online. There's an absolutely obscene amount of things that you can learn online, um, that were just not in the game when it came out. Cause they've only been built over time. Right. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's why I was so always, so interested in like you uh, flash learning the game, um, was that for me, I was like, oh, because I remember you put a, a message way back when in the Rocket League Discord being like, okay, I like, I'm, I feel like I'm hitting the ball well. I feel like I can drive well and the control's kind of mm-hmm. getting there. Um, what's the first like skill I should learn? And and I remember it was like me, Volts, and Jer were all in the call at the time, like when you'd asked, we're, and we're all kind of talking about it and stuff. And and right, and like, I think I offered wave dashes and like other people mm-hmm. offered things like that. And it's like, that, that didn't, I couldn't look that up when I was learning this stuff, right? Like it was, <laughs> it was just super organic. And so now you've been able to, to proceed in a skill level far faster than I was able to, right? Because of these resources, which is awesome because like, I don't need now need to pull you in a private match to show you to wave dash. I can just be like, Oh yeah, yeah just Google wave dashes. Boom. You yeah. have a million videos on how to do it. Right. And, and where to go, which is super cool. Uh, and I hope people use that stuff all the time. Right. And I think to my progress as at least like, I think my progress up to the platinum league, I, I don't look, rank doesn't equal skill, but it's some approximation of it. Shall we say um, the, the i feel my my biggest thing is my work ethic or or my ability to just grind the game was significantly better back then i think the truth is that the you know i'd probably be closer to a c3 now had i stuck to the training schedule that i had and not just played the game because i think i go I go into, I think the the reason that I'm kind of like, I, I like this co- coaching schedule and stuff is because I kind of get into my own head of just, you know, boot up, play the game and not learn new skills. And I think that's why it, in some ways, like even take my last 500 hours, right? A lot of them are just spent just kind of grinding my head into a wall, playing the, um, you know, matchmaking and, 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 and ranked. And as good as that is, it's not, there's significantly better ways to improve at the game than just playing threes ranked, you know, like, uh, I feel, uh, I feel that's something that I miss. Um, and I think I'm hoping that the kind of sticking to a schedule will kind of help me kind of get back into, uh, improvement as opposed to just play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I am spending that much time, so I might as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, move on to the next thing. Uh, this was, uh, requested by Jay wise. Um, and this is because I guess a big thing going on right now in our scene, uh, and I guess this pertains to every esport and not just Rocket League, but a lot of orgs are dropping their teams. Uh, so uh, let me just go through the ones that I can see right away. Uh, Ghost Gaming, I believe, dropped their Rocket League remaining players. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those players are now on Vanguard. They call their team Illusion Atomic Mist. Uh, there is TSM. Uh, that has dropped their players. That's why we had Karen. Uh, to be fair, I think TSM is a little different, but I'll talk to that in a second. And then RCD Espanol uh, has turned into the Stonkers. 
Um, and then here it's showing me that Andy and Heck left Stromboli, but I guess we can talk about that after. <laughs> uh, uh, do they do they leave, or do you mean that they swapped because they they subs they they switched spots? No, from well, this is this is Shall really none? this is actually two days ago. Andy and Heck are none. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that, that'll be something we can talk about. After. But let's let's start with this. The orgs. Uh, kind of now seeming to leave the Rock League. Uh, w- what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, it, it is different now given that uh, the, you know, the whole coronavirus and all that, right? Well, I think uh, just for the the note, um, it looked like uh, Jay Powell and Alvarez actually dropped Andy and Heck. Yeah. Um, I was curious if they left or if it was a drop. It looked like they were, it was a drop. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I missed that actually. Um, yeah. So honestly, man, like the, I, I appreciate the questions on these things of like, why are orgs leaving and, and stuff like that. But like, it's just kind of seems a little obvious to me of that. Like nobody wants to employ anybody and nobody can afford to employ anybody currently with the, mm-hmm. where the world is going. And um do I know a whole lot about Rocket League contracts? No, because every org actually, we're, unfortunately, every org handles them incredibly differently right now. I wish there was a little more uh, consistency there, but that's once we get there, then obviously we start to emulate traditional sport, which is the hope in, for at least for me in the long run and so on. But regardless, um, it's it, it's just it's just the pandemic, unfortunately, right now. Like is 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 my only answer with that, um, and that might sound like a, a bland or uninteresting answer, but that that is the case. And like we see that with, uh, and we learned a little bit more about somehow some orgs handle contracts with the scrub thing with Mouse, right? Of that he didn't want to be an employee; he just wanted to be a uh, a propriety uh, a sole proprietor, right? Like a freelance contractor with them, mm-hmm. um, and which means like he doesn't get benefits, but there are some different pay grades, like little things like that that are that are very important, honestly, when looking into contracts. And so for a lot of these organizations, like what's the point in paying your players their salaries, which I'm sure a lot of their salaries are probably 12 is 12 months, right? Like, I don't think it's just for RLCS. Mm-hmm. Like I do think, cause that's how a lot of traditional sport does it as well. Um, so if I'm an org and I don't have super high hopes for my team for next season. And as of right now, we don't even know what the next season is going to look like because of everything going on. Why am I going to stick with a team if I'm not, if I don't have the utmost faith faith in it, right. And going from there. And so, um, to me, like, I don't really think there's, I don't think there's a lot of debate or conversation as to why, um, because that just is where my head goes. Not a lot of players have really said much about it, um, to my knowledge, but, um, that, that truthfully is just where my, my head goes of that. It's like, if I'm running an org and I'm not guaranteeing money in the next like quarter, why am I going to keep players on at this rate? Right. And, and go from there. And that's why you're not seeing like the energies, G twos, cloud nines, vitalities, Dignitas is dropping because they, they have fair shots at, at, at still being decent moving forward. Right. And, and so that's why you're seeing a lot of these bottom, uh, bottom half generally teams that are, are dropping or even with ghost, for instance, like it's a, the, the team was good, but were they good enough? Like, yeah, like I'm not super hmm. confident. Cause like, if you look at even the, and the, I, mean, I know the argument will be made of like, Oh, well, why didn't like cloud nine drop but it's like they've they've won a lot of money right like they have won mm. for their organization they have brought in good earnings um and it seems as if they're trying to make roster moves anyway so it seems as if they have hope for where it's going to be going from here right so uh that's kind of where my head goes is that we are th- there's this it's unfortunately just going to be what we're going to be in for the next little while of that. The, like, it, it's just not a good time for you literally said you're on the job hunt right now. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure you don't want to talk about that on the podcast, but like what's I, I I'm sure it's not easy, but like there's, there's not a lot of places hiring, I, right. I want to keep people. No, on. No, no, I'll, yeah. I'll tell people right now, like mm-hmm. I, I am fine. I'm back with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, uh, student debt freezes. Yep. Huge. Um, so thankful for that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, no, I'm, 
don't worry i'm totally fine <laughs> uh, i'm hoping to have a job in september that's kind of what i'm looking at yeah uh, especially in teaching related um, um but yeah so that's where my head goes ultimately of that like it's it's almost like i so even for i can say um because my work was so busy over the last couple of months my a general manager was trying to hire another uh, like equal manager with me, right? Uh, so yeah. that we could split that workload. Uh, and we were supposed to have them hired for right about now is when they were supposed to be starting, but he completely froze that hiring, right? So uh, mm-hmm. because of everything going on. So that that's where my head goes. And uh, you even pointed out, like there are different reasons for different orgs for sure. Um, but if, if that's not a main reason, I, then I don't know what. Yeah. Right. No, and as you can see, it's affecting the world, right? Like Canberra Havoc also in in Australia a little while ago, dropping their team and like little things like that. And like, is it, is it potentially skill-based? Sure. Like, is it a decision to leave the sport? Sure. Um, but if I had to take an educated guess, that would be my instantly my first thought, right. As to where this is all coming from. And like speaking specifically to TSM, I think that org would have dropped them regardless. Uh, had they like TSM, I feel is, they just haven't done well with Rocket League, you know what I mean? And I think they're honestly, I think this is an org that's going to wait for like a roster uh, rivaling energy dignitas to drop and be like they're waiting for a cloud nine Pittsburgh Knights, right? Like a squad that wins that does well at a at a major tournament without an that's organization, no, pick them yeah. up and yeah, and yeah, and try to try to. It's basically like your safe bet, right? Like it's it's that's that's all it ends up being. You're not taking a risk on uh, potential mm-hmm. good teams, right? It's definitely it's one of those like they're I mean I don't know if the comparison is fair but they're kind of the esports Yankees uh in that they'll kind of just see what team is potentially going to be a really big team and then just sign them. <laughs> um so when it comes to TSM I feel like they're really just looking around seeing seeing what free agent team that's a big deal is going to do and I think the fact they've been in lucky is because I don't think the people over at TSM for the most part the management knows what to look for. <laughs> mhm in a rocket league team like i think they're just going with what they hear but they're kind of outside of the bubble that that would be my theory but you know that's wild speculation um <laughs> but but yeah no i i wouldn't be too worried about the tsm dropping because i feel that's that's an org and I, there was even i think comments made by the guys from tsm former tsm saying as much as like if they don't have a one or top two team they're probably dropping you anyway Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah, the TSM is probably just looking to to get those things, and it's it's unfortunate too because like some of these big orgs, it's nice to have that representation uh, from some of these bigger esports orgs. Yeah, but if they're literally just looking for like top brass teams, like it seems most most of those teams, like most of those players, are already picked up, right? Uh, Dignitas, RV, Cloud9, Energy. Well, I don't want to include Cloud9 because Cloud9 is kind of you right now, but the point is big, big star players. It's like there's no real, I don't see a really big team that, that you can pick up that's kind of like, I don't know, has the star power and the like winning power that the DSM or, or like these other organizations would want to pick up. Uh, okay, speaking of transfers just for a second though, do you think there's going to be a less busy transfer market this time around? Um, just because people might want to play it safe and just if they have an org they're going to want to stick hard to say Uh, i guess for me it it ends up being more of a like we still like we are just in a time of uncertainty and we kind of got to wait to see like maybe they push the season back right um and in hopes of everything goes on or like little things like that right Uh, that are are kind of important to keep in mind right now if we're in a vacuum and not trying to associate um with like what's going on with the virus at like a 
an infrastructural level. Um, mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. Like there, there's definitely, and also I will say this was arguably the closest R- RLCS season we've ever seen, right. In terms mm-hmm. of um, like top six teams in both regions. So uh, I don't think there's going to be all that many transfers at all. Uh, like I, yes, there's always going to be like, we live in a volatile uh, esport world, well, right? Of I like, think mm-hmm. any lower end team is going to want to transfer. Hundred percent, you got it. So, like, yeah. we we I I feel confident and guaranteeing that there's a transfer for C nine or at least another attempt. Or like, Ooh. I guarantee a um, that like any of those teams that just made it out of the the relegation tournament. So, like, E United is a big one for me right now. I think they have a. I think they have a roster swap. Um, like little things like that um, that are so that are they're close. Uh, and and they they are definitely not a top team, but there's some value if they upgrade uh, is where those should be looking. And if I can give any recommendations, if any for some reason pro players are listening and, and are listening to this and and catching the, the the latest, my only recommendation is please just don't pull a Pittsburgh Knights or a Reddles. I don't really know who ended up making the decision and <laughs> think that adding just quantity of talent makes better team like like be smart <laughs> about your transfers please 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 be smart about your transfers um but uh, no i'm excited to see where uh, where it ends up going so yeah um so so that, that'll be a big kind of i guess thing to look forward to the the transfer season is i guess upon us um the man it if like this is obviously more wild speculation but if uh scrub killer c9 is would you still cheer for them if scrub killer went to c9 of course of course i love the organization um, like uh, yes it yes yeah, i like yeah. came for squishy and everything like that but i really do love the organization through and through like i watched their csgo team like i i really really do like uh cloud nine in general see i don't i don't know if the trade makes sense but if you're just talking about like free agent high caliber players but I will also guarantee you that Cloud9 probably has an even more restrictive contract than Mouse does. I can almost guarantee <laughs> that. So. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, re- regardless of the, the contract clauses, I, I don't know if they w- if Scrubkiller would fit with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I kind of like this idea that Scrubkiller is just like this like lone gun walking around. <laughs> just a hired, hired mercenary. Just yeah. a hired mercenary. <laughs> um yeah and i i mean i don't know how many teams knowing what happened with mouse if you're an org and like are you gonna go with that knowing that this player is hopping from team to team mm-hmm. who knows who knows how how teams interpret it <clears throat> all right let's keep moving on uh before we get into the promotion playoffs which i, I had a blast watching certainly i definitely watched more na than i did watch you but i had a blast watching mm-hmm. uh there was i mean our discord I feel like more drama is coming from our Discord now than, <laughs> or at least at least our Discord likes likes to ar- argue. So so it's it's a good thing, I guess. Um, but they they were kind of arguing about the that that one of the casters, their girlfriend, went and sat in their yeah. Lab. So I missed this. Uh, I, okay. I I did hear. Um, I didn't see any ma- massive update. But yeah, so I was going to ask you to give me the update anyways because I missed it. I did not see it. Uh, I uh, I watched almost all all of the games for both days. So I must have like stepped, but I will say, like I said, I was cleaning apartments, stuff like that. So I must've stepped away just as it happened. But um, yeah, I I missed it. So give me the rundown if you don't mind. Uh, Well, okay. So I I literally just watched the clip because I didn't see it live either. Cool. I think that that's already a big tell. I think the truth is that this is one of those things where in the grand scheme of things, how many people actually watched it were paying attention when it happened and all that stuff. 
uh, is one thing. I think the fact that it got clipped now that now, now that's why people are talking about it. Um, essentially, yeah, the girlfriend came and sat on his lap, and then they waved, and then all the other it was it was it was definitely a lot of cringe going on because the other casters didn't know how to interact. I also find, unfortunately, a lot of the RLRS, uh, which they do pull a lot of them for casting. It's kind of like a mixed bag, right? That you get for promotion tournament. Um, I find a lot of them just unfortunately tend to be pretty cringy casters in the first place, uh, which sucks. Um, I, I'm very critical of them because I, I think it is like uh, it's too much of a drop in quality, in my opinion, for a lot mm-hmm. of their casting of that. Like they they are still OK, but a lot of the RLCS casters, in my opinion, are actually fantastic, even compared to other esports like, like they do very, very well. Um, and then the, the drop in quality to RLRS for many of them feels far too much for me sometimes. So I just struggle with the cringe in general. So, yeah, to have stuff like that, which further takes away from professionalism, does suck ultimately for me. But, yeah, I I think because people were talking about in the discord and honestly, like my takeaway was someone, you know, who is in charge of the broadcast should just tell them like, Hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it'd be nice if casters kind of thought in ahead. Cause if this is your like stream or whatever, I don't think anyone cares. Right. Yeah. Like, it's cute. Like, like even like someone, some of the streamers I watch, like the, the, like one of them, his, his girlfriend, like memes on him every once in a while, like she'll come in and like, scare him from behind or stuff like that and it's cute because it's this feels like a personal stream like i'm watching a, yeah, like yeah. this is him giving me entertainment right whereas neck here i'm like no no no, i'm watching a professional sports broadcast right yeah. like that's what this is i completely agree with you and like i i mean i've told you time and time i mean i think we have differing views in general um because i think you you really like, and I think a lot of our community honestly agrees more with your kind of like, we want the very, very sports presentation. Um, I'm a little more, I'm okay with it being a little different, mostly because I think uh, there, there is a disconnect between video game culture in general Mm -hmm. and mainstream sports. And I think there is definitely room there where it can have its, its, its differences, shall we say, but, but, here in this particular case i would say it's like one the caster should know better and two someone should just tell him like hey don't like you shouldn't do that again or or, don't do that um and it's tough too like i almost feel like before one of these broadcasts especially when this is like this is probably the biggest broadcast for most of these rlrs guys if you literally just gave him like a handful of notes of like what's expected or whatever um like it, it could even be like six bullet points of just you know this is this is this is our expectation like uniform background no distraction something like that you know what i mean um that i think that would help but um yeah no i'm even with with a lot of the guys this is like i when you watch it you're just like i don't know it, it just it just i'm not i'm not gonna go as far as to say it's like oh this is like makes rocket league looked i mean it, it looks bad but i don't I don't think it's just like this. I think the community freaks out more about it than people outside the community do. Um, and I think that's a big difference. Like mm-hmm. if someone's watching this broadcast and they have no idea about the Rocket League community, I think the likelihood that they saw that moment would have been significantly less than like everyone in the community that has the clip that's shared the clip that's on the Reddit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that is more likely to actually see it. So I think when the community makes a big deal about it, 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 
rightfully so i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to keep the game professional um but i also feel people outside who are watching in like the likelihood that they saw that clip when they they tune in for one random match here and there you know what i mean like i think it's it's significantly smaller so in in the end my point is i don't think any of us that do play rocket league and are kind of in this scene will will look at that and be like oh that's cringe that's bad they shouldn't have done that but I don't think any of us will be like, okay, I'm not watching RLCS now because they did that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a good lens to so, have at the end of the day, right? Of like what mm-hmm. what justifies outrage versus just a comment of like, hey, like maybe maybe don't do that next time, kind of thing, right? And yeah, and yeah, and this was a weird one because like I don't think it's like bad, you know what I mean? Like it's not like the guy did something bad; he just did something that looks bad. There's a difference yep. between like I agree. something that's actually uh, what's the word? malicious versus something that's just like oh this ugh, you know like 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 uh yeah i don't know anyway cr- cringe is cringe <laughs> that's where i'll leave it uh yeah let's, let's do you have any last comments on that or do you want to get into that uh the promotion playoffs no nope, no nope, i'm with you okay let's get into promotion playoffs i'm going to start with eu uh mostly because i watched pretty much all of na so uh, EU, I watched a little less and I kind of want to get to it. How much did you, were you able to catch combo? Almost the whole thing. Uh, I think, I think both days I missed the first match. Um, and, and that was about it. Funny enough, uh, the one was just a blowout and one was very close. Uh, but mm-hmm. other than that, I, I was, uh, I watched almost all of it. Um, so how do you feel about Solary? And is there going to be competition for the eventual Olympic French spot? <laughs> um... No, <laughs> like no, <laughs> I agree. no, I agree. Uh, yeah, like they they're they look good, good, and I'm I'm actively <laughs> shrugging while saying that, but like they're they are not vitality. Um, this is this is always the thing to keep in mind, man. When you watch these uh, watch promotion tournaments, is more often than not, if you if you take it at its core, the gameplay looks very good. It's generally hype. Like there there's like there's good things behind it. But you always got to remember this is the battle of the bottom, right? Like this is the mm-hmm. these are the the worst best teams in Rocket League right now, um, and are the best worst teams. Sorry, sorry how I should have worded that. Um, and so. I still saw tons of whiffs from literally all eight teams that played over the two days. I still saw tons of little team bumps or little mistakes or little things like that. Um, and I am, I unfortunately, and I do this to myself, but I unfortunately watch RLCS so critically. Uh, <laughs> hence why I get very upset with like the low level teams of like, I was very upset with old splice, like stuff like that, because I, I only want perfection at this level, right. Or at least the closest <laughs> we can get to it. Um, and so I very much like being critical of that, right. Of, because I think ultimately as the skill ceiling gets higher and higher, we're going to start seeing truthfully less goals. Like we, Jared and I talked about that when we we're talking about our meta episode, um, as the defense starts to catch up, if we ever do end up hitting a ceiling with the offense. So, I think we're already at a point, like even in my gameplay, where it's uh, like we very rarely score perfect goals. We more often score goals off of the the two to three mistakes that happen between the two teams the entire game. And so when I watch these teams, if I see six, seven, eight, nine, ten mistakes in a game, which I totally know there's so much nerves, there's a lot more going on. Like that's why I really wasn't that hard on Karma on that miss that, that everybody talked about um, in our in our Discord a little bit uh, because there's a, there is a lot of nerves there, right? And there is a lot of things that come with that. But um, I am just so critical that I do struggle watching generally the promotion tournaments or like the, this kind of Rocket League. So, yeah. But Solar yeah, looks good. They look great. I, they look fantastic to me. But I, it's 
it's and i think this is why for instance like teams like space station it took them like a season or two in the rlcs before they really started kicking into higher gear is because when you promote i think your level of competition have not has not been good enough for you to actually raise yourself to the next level mm-hmm. and uh so salt like it very i don't even remember a season where there's i mean what's the closest team to like new team like veloce and pk have done really well for themselves last year right mm-hmm. um but i don't even know how how new they were per se like i feel like they'd been playing with a lot of the top teams before like for, for a while now before they actually start hitting those higher hypes i may be wrong about that well no yeah there, there is a ton of scrimming <laughs> right uh, between even yeah. rls teams and rlcs teams like, like they definitely see the competition um but it's a different hu- when you're actually competing. Right? You got it, right? A huge part is being able to, to surmount the nerves of playing it, right? Like, I think that ends up being more than anything. Of, uh, like, people, I'm sure most of our listeners get stressed in ranked games, let alone uh, a, game, <laughs> a game seven in a tournament that defines whether you get $40,000 or $5,000, right? Um, like, like that, that there's so much more to it, right, than, than that. Hence why I, I always recommend people, including yourself, way back when, play in leagues or play in tournaments or play in things that will push you to think about the game just a little more uh at a, at a little bit of a higher level than just a game to game ranked right and, and simple mm-hmm. as that which is really cool and it builds a, a whole separate skill in your head uh outside of that right which is really cool and so for me that's why there's like i i it ends up not even being as much of like the skill wise of like like i said i think i think the top six currently i think the top six in rlcs both regions um are on another level I think the mm-hmm. bottom four in both regions and generally the top three to four of RLRS oh. are in their next level. Like, a, like a, if they're S tier, they're A tier, these, these mm-hmm. guys. And then every, like every single other team in RLRS and probably the top like 20 in both regions, those bubble teams are all right around that same level as well of that, that B tier kind of thing is kind of where I end up putting those ranks and where my head goes. Um, and the the difference is so minute that it's a like between the S and the A tier, it's like one, maybe two more mistakes in that game than the top. But that is the Rocket League I want to watch, right? And like mm-hmm. that is what separates these teams of why a team like Solary, uh, for a lot of people, probably looked absolutely phenomenal. Even Stonkers, like Stonkers looked phenomenal right mm-hmm. up until their game against Endpoint. Um, of that they it's just that little making sure you're not making mistakes and in a game between endpoint and stonkers you see endpoint being able to handle that pressure make less mistakes and come out despite me thinking that they are a worse team than stonkers Mm -hmm. skill wise um and and that's the key there right that's the big thing that will get endpoint back into rlcs and allow them to keep that spot and in my opinion deserve it right like when i say that i think they're a less skilled team i still think they deserve that rlcs spot especially after watching that losers finals because stonkers couldn't hold to the pressure hence than the these like where we might see more roster changes or we might see little things like that going on or or whatever that ends up looking like so yeah that, that's kind of where my head goes with it for sure 100 okay and I, I guess to finish out eu so endpoints uh salary made it through um were you surprised by karen or the xtsm's team's performance no no unfortunately not they uh against against stonkers they just looked horrible um absolutely atrocious rocket league uh and the feeling of having such a bad season 
kind of compounded by a couple bad seasons added on then with your org dropping you before you even compete to see if you can still be in the big leagues let alone dropping you after like i i don't blame them i think i'd be in a pretty bad mindset coming into this tournament like i don't i think i would really struggle to get over that um and the curse of them not being able to hit the net really hit them hard and then it against endpoint i thought they looked better but still could not hit the net for the life of them and that that has been a plague on tsm for seasons now so yeah and i guess um this is the the craziest thing. I think the I feel like I should have hyped this up a lot more the promotion playoffs, but I feel this is definitely the like this one day of Rocket League for these teams is the stakes are so much higher. Like it Yes, we can talk about RLCS and we can talk about like doing well and, and finishing top and all that. But in these promotion playoffs, like your literal career the ability to play this as a career as like a full-time thing is on the line mm-hmm. in these games. Right. It, and I, I think that's why I, I feel like I have to remember this definitely next time the promotion playoffs. And, but I think this is why these uh, promotion playoffs always intrigue me. It's because regardless of, I know the team or not, I know that each of these teams are playing for the ability to be able to do this full time. Like that is essentially what they're playing for. Right. Um, and so it's, it's just so uh, fascinating in that sense. Um, speaking of playing this full time, uh, <laughs> let's go to NA, where it seems like the full time teams, shall we say? I mean, and obviously, it's not. I'm not saying the RLS RLS players are playing less. I'm just saying the difference is uh, the RLCS players can make you know enough to live by, hopefully, yeah. as opposed to RLRS, which is and and the thing they're I probably just putting the time, but they're they yeah. still need a part time job, you know. Yep. Um, and the thing I want to throw on, uh, just to your statement about like the stress that comes with it, is I completely agree. I, I think the stress that comes with the promotion tournament, even though it's far less hype, the production quality always feels a little less. Like I said, because I, I struggle with some of the casters and the board, uh, sort of the panel, um, but. I think the stress that comes with the promotion tournament is only rivaled by the world championship and maybe some majors like dream hacks and stuff like that only um, is that actually rivaled uh, for me in, in terms of that actual stress, even like a dream hack is an off is an off season tournament generally is a lot of teams that don't have orgs are competing and are just there. Cause we're like, Hey, we might be able to win a, a major, right. And not even, we're not even mm. signed. And so there's not even a lot of stress there. Right. If you really think about it and I'm like, and obviously these guys are sweating if they're in the finals of uh, game seven finals of a dream hack kind of thing. Don't get me wrong. But if you're, if you're solar and stonkers, for instance, in that winner's finals, like stonkers was literally two goals away from qualifying and then could not capitalize following that, right? And, and that's a huge thing to keep in mind for them, right? Of that that they they were winning that series three uh, two, and then lost the last two games, one of which in overtime, one of which a two nothing game, both incredibly close games, really fun to watch, uh, and. Like you try to tell me that there's no stress there, right? Of being like, hey, hey, we had our chance. Like, don't worry. Like, we're playing, we're playing one of the the bottom boys. Like, we just we we beat we swept Karen before, and Solary swept them, and we were good against Solary, so therefore we should beat Stonkers. Uh, so we should beat Endpoint, but no, Endpoint comes out and they they handle that stress much better, right? And like that's the big difference to me, right? Which is really important to keep in mind. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And so speaking, I guess of stress, let's head to NA where uh, it looks like the RLCS teams proved themselves to to belong in the RLCS. Was that, I think that was my prediction. Or did I say Stromboli? I don't remember. I know I, I said Rogue. I think I said Stromboli over United, I think is what I had said. Yeah. yeah. Um, they regardless, hard. United was able to squeak it out. Um, mm-hmm. 
make it through some close series with the United, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, though, they they beat Charlotte being at Phoenix twice. That's that's yep. what they accomplished, shall yep. we say. That's why um, if you if you cannot argue that that is not a deserved win, right? If they, they no, had to no, beat no, them no. twice to get in, right? Like they, I think they did very well. I'll say right away, Charlotte Phoenix, the first game did did not look like a team that was contending at all. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like United completely outclassed them in the set in the winners final. Like it was a it was a um, Charlotte Phoenix that was actually there to contend. Like they 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 had woken up, shall we say, with the four zero win over Stromboli, mm-hmm. and they were it was it was definitely a lot closer series. And and to me, I feel like for me, the most exciting was the losers final NA. The uh, just the story of karma, like this. I think this is the third attempt, like third or fourth game. I'm trying to remember. So I think last, if I remember the last promotion playoffs, they were the Charlotte Phoenix was in winners, so they lost in winners and then lost in losers. In losers they yeah. lost. They did. Two they did these. what uh, Stonkers did. Uh, the exact same uh, of this time around. Yeah, yeah, and so it was just like, but the difference is now Karma's been on this team forever and just yep. keeps not being able to make it to the RLCS, mm-hmm. um, which is going to, you know, I guess continue the story. I don't think Karma's going anywhere. Um, I think Karma will keep playing until eventually. I think one season eventually they're going to make it in because I think she's proven, at least with um, as a Shadow, mm-hmm. I think they've proven that they're definitely an RLRS team, or those two can beat most of the RLRS teams, and hopefully maybe with, with kind of um well if they keep the same squad shall we say like they can bring up uh their third player at turn toro turn toro uh turn toro who who did you know honestly mechanically you can tell this guy i think the big thing i see is mechanically a lot of these players are very good but then it's like consistency though we we keep you know harping on about the word but that that's where it lacks like skill ceiling versus um Oh, like that's why, like I, I sing Shadow's praises, but I think Turinturo outperformed him on offense. But Turinturo also had about a billion whiffs throughout the entire day. And then you look at Shadow, who I just thought looked good. Like I don't think he made a lot of mistakes. Like yes, he struggles a bit on like the defense sometimes here and there, but I don't think he did horrible. Um, And Karma was just absolutely invisible. And like I will say, I, I do struggle a little bit with like you saying that Shadow and Karma can beat every RLR or most RLRS teams. Like I still don't I, really think mm, so because karma plays mm-hmm. just, just aggressively safe because she doesn't have, in my opinion, the confidence in her own abilities, even that to, to do more. Right. And so if let's say someone like shot, even I think shadow and Turinturo could qualify for LCS. If they had mm. a third that played just a different role, I'm not saying that karma is not good enough for it, but them having a, a, a very, very steady, like very rarely leaves that third position um, player does not fit their play style at all. If they like, they could play, they could easily be the new Pittsburgh Knights. If they had some, someone who was phenomenal at chasing demos being just uh, in the face of their opponents, things like that, because then turn Turo and shadow could just pop off offensively, which they're both phenomenal at doing. So, so if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm the two of them, I'm actually looking for a different squad. I'm looking for a different third instead of karma at that rate, because karma, I think, I, I just think karma is, is past her prime, unfortunately. And like the, she is, like almost hands down if not the oldest rocket league pro we currently have in rlrs and rlcs and she hasn't adapted in my opinion like she she doesn't learn a lot of the new mechanics and do a lot of new stuff she doesn't change her play style she's playing very much like season three season four rlcs which i like i pointed out i think not last week maybe the week before is still viable like we still see g2 and, and teams like cloud nine finding enough success but she's not 
she's not there though, right? She's not good enough for it, right? Like that's where her skill ceiling actually is of that. She and, doesn't add in the extra mechanics to make that, that work well enough. And so, um, to me, like if, if I'm karma, I, I try to just end on a win. Like I, I do retire if I'm karma at this point, because I don't think karma, retires. I don't think she does either. I, and which mostly because I, 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 mm-hmm. I think the truth is karma. I, I don't know. Like a karma could get by being an RLRS player. Yep. I think for now, and you if got this it. is her goal. She'll keep playing. I, 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 That's I just, also where my head went. Um, whereas for me and, and maybe she's still more resilient than I am. But for me, I'm like, if I have been beaten down this many times and like, they, like they don't make a lot of money in RLRS, man, like it, it's barely a part-time job. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so if, if I'm karma, what is she? 25? I think I forget. No, no, no. Karma's significantly older. 27. I think, uh, 27. Uh, yeah. 27. But if I'm 27, I, I got to start thinking about something else. Right. Like I, I'm even looking at my job right now. Um, my IRL job and, and like, I even know that this job can't be for life kind of thing. And like in a couple of years, <laughs> I'm going to have to start thinking I'm, I'm not even 24 yet. Uh, and so for me to be thinking like, yeah, I'm going to keep playing a video game, um, and well not, you know the truth is too mm-hmm. to be fair like karma could have like another job that she just does and she might I mean? and, and and unfortunately that means that and to me that means that she's not going to be successful because she can't put in the hours right all these pros are putting in 60 to 80 hours a week right now right the highest level pros are doing that you can check any of their profiles if you ever meet them in games and, and see that uh and, and if she can't put in that time then she's not going to make it that's just as 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 blunt as i can put it and so like it's very simple for me to look up her her career earnings here and generally this only takes in majors minors uh premiere and stuff like that it doesn't take in anything like that but um she's only made 23 grand man and she's been on the scene since the beginning like that's not a lot of money at all um for if you really look at that that's almost four years of earnings over four years now at this point of earnings because her first actual team that was listed was april 17th so almost four years to the date um and she has been on average then making five grand a year uh and like that that's rough right like that i I, you can't put that any other way and so for me I hope at least in the background, she is looking at other options and is ready. Like I hope she's making plan B's because mm-hmm. she, she is not getting any younger. Um, you're I've, I've read countless articles talking about like reaction time and things like that. I think we've literally talked about them on this, uh, on this podcast of, I, of what that I looks like. I think the bigger thing is, is, is the, um, I think, I think ultimately what, what, ended, like what, what a lot of what I saw is, because you, you'll even get Counter-Strike pros now who are like 32, 33, and mm-hmm. they they are still like well, well above and well, like well equipped to still keep playing the game. Um, I think the bigger difference is like, why are we seeing 16, 17, 18 year olds who just seem like, you know, insanely good is their ability to absorb information faster, mm-hmm. right? And their ability to grow faster. I don't think necessarily reaction time is a factor yet per se. Um, I think it's more with, I guess, progression of skill that takes significantly longer for, for like the older you get, obviously. But like that, that was my, that was even my first point, right? Of that it's time that you can put in as well. Like I, I will always say if Rocket League came out two, maybe three years earlier, uh, I would have been very confident to put in 40 to 50 hours a week, but I've never been in that position because it came out when I was in university and I was always mm-hmm. very busy with my program. Right. So I've always been restricted to like, I, if I'm putting in like a grind week, maybe 20, maybe 30 hours, um, if I can actually grind. And, and so when I look at that, it's, if, we know she can't live unless she's living at home. Like I don't know what her situation is, but we know she cannot afford 
just on Rocket League. So she's going to have to have a, a easily a full-time job on the side, right? And so, um, whereas mm-hmm. the 16, 17-year-olds are able to live at home, be fed by their parents, go to school, come back and play Rocket League the entire time and hopefully bring home earnings, right? To prove to their parents why they're putting in all that time. Um, as mm-hmm. l- luckily, thank God, parents are starting to get a little more um, <laughs> okay with it over time, right? Try this 10 years ago and good luck. Um, my parents yelled at me after like two hours of gaming, uh, even if I was like winning like two playing hours, Halo competitively, two. right? Oh my uh, goodness. So, uh, yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, right. Um, but yeah, and that's always, a, that, you, that, you know what, mm-hmm. to, to, to be fair to parents, I think, um, especially as, cause I am in the teaching pro, pro, uh, profession, a lot of these kids are a lot more unhealthy than they used to be. Yep. Um, and I think, I think, you know, regardless of how much time they do spend on it, it's just the ability to also have physical exercise and, uh, take breaks and stuff like that, that I think is important to still instill in your kids, regardless of if you're, um, you know what I mean? Like you can definitely become more accepting, but don't like make sure they're still socializing. Make yep. sure like still in the keep, life. Keep, make sure you're a rounded person. Exactly um, what I'm arguing for karma, right? Of that, like, that I hope by now she hasn't made plans. She has other things, right? Stuff like that. And like, she seems like a smart girl. I'm sure she does. Like I, I really, I'm really, really sure she does. Um, and so you don't want it to be if like, if let's say we put it at the opposite end of that karma has only made five grand a year, maybe she is living at home and has never looked at a job. Um, then like, that's not where you want your kids. Right. So you're hoping you can mm-hmm. build them into something a little more right of like doing a little extra. So, um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a big thing for me. Don't worry, Carmen and I will will uh, we will fight each other in the artifact 2.0 one million dollar yeah tournament. yeah yeah that'll be our claim to fame yeah because Carmen came from Hearthstone right so, she did uh, yeah I I, mean, um, I, I only wish you the best right I, I want to make that as that's a possible. four year gap like I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think you could get back into that scene if you wanted to at this yeah. point. Um, um I, I yeah i do want to make it as clear as possible i literally only wish her the best right like i really do hope yeah. um for all i know i'd love to see her grind and improve and be in rlcs like i i'm literally recently the only thing i've been critical of is her skill and then her mindset following it right um uh, and so mindset is a big thing yeah and you got and so that's the, the one thing i do want to just say um before we move on of that like I, i'm sure some many of you may have seen it um i was really really off put by what she said on reddit uh unfortunately um because when i when i saw the clip and so for context i think i don't remember who posted it i do apologize it may have been globe blue but I, i'm not sure um but when there was a clip posted in OT of that game seven of that, that she had missed a, a, a more or less wide open net um, that even like GCs can miss. And like, I want to make that as clear as possible. Like mm-hmm. that it's not the easiest shot in the world and not a single player in the world, I think hits it hundred percent of the time, but pros should probably hit it 99% of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. And so it, it was an easier shot. There was no defenders, the works. Um, leaving it at that i would have been like okay that's fine there is definitely nerves there's some things going on like she tried and like that's literally where i left it until i scrolled down um and i scrolled down and the first thing she says is that she she doesn't like that she's getting hate for it when there was literally no hate in the message someone just like it was literally the fact of like this is karma's perspective on the last shot was the was the actual caption of the of the video um and that it's a it's a team sport and that there's more to blame than just her and instantly go blue said it perfectly because this is exactly where my head went i was like the the it's a team sport excuse should literally only ever be used when you're defending a teammate not yourself like like Mm because if if i say 
flash man you missed the shot and you're like yeah but it's a team sport you like you miss you're basically saying yeah you missed that save earlier therefore you cost us the game just as much as i did like that is the pettiest thing i've ever heard and i i do hope that wasn't her tone like i hope she was trying to go elsewhere like um but just it comes off so bad and i hope by now because i feel like i bring these up like every other week uh, of like a pro says something that shouldn't have been said like on twitter or somewhere else and like i'm i'm just really hoping people smarten up a bit and like be like every other traditional athlete in the world and only talk to the press don't answer the the hooligans yelling at you in the crowd don't answer the angry tweets don't like there's you gain absolutely nothing you only have room to lose right when you answer stuff like that honestly especially from karma's perspective i think i feel like we should be at a point now where karma like has just don't look at messages on social media you know what i mean like there's nothing to gain and i think people um, like celebrities that do look at that stuff, like it gets to them. hundred um, percent. Yeah. It would get to me too. Like, I think I'm a, yeah. a super, I, I've luckily went through a lot of life and even including high school where I just very rarely have cared overly heavily about people who are not important to me as opinion, AKA the entire internet and world. Uh, and so, but I still think I would, I would lose my mind if I had to read hate Dude, every single day, like, man. Y- you gotta, y- y- yeah. If, if you want to, cause there's, there's a stupid mentality where people go, Hey, like, I can read him. I'm tough. I'm, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like the, the likelihood of something positive really happening. If you read to a lot of your messages, especially the more and more famous you get is like so minuscule yep. and it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? How and, often do you see actual constructive feedback on Twitter at like an, an entertainer or a pro or, no or something? Literally never, no <laughs> literally never. No. <laughs> Yeah, not worth it. So that 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 um, disappointed me. Unfortunately, I, I really I and I I can only be so honest or as honest enough as people will believe me. But it is like I really was actually rooting for her. Um, following that of her, like I would like to see her do better. I would like to see her improve. I'm not crazy about a United, but like I made I remember I don't know, I'm sure everybody saw the joke. Like I'm a United fan now, and like don't get me wrong. Like like I I I'm happy to see United win, and I, I'm I'm happy to not have her in our LCS, especially after seeing like how she's been playing. But I was rooting for her improvement. Like I really was rooting that she was going to come in and just absolutely dummy the competition and, and look phenomenal. And like I love being proved wrong. It fires me up because it just encourages me to learn more and get better right um and, and i was kind of hoping she would and and unfortunately the i don't think she played horrible but she definitely did not play good and then that response absolutely killed it for me unfortunately so yeah and i think this is another thing and like i i've went back to this interview a couple times now i think in the past couple weeks but i do want to mention it because i feel there is something really big to it um where verge uh, on the potty was saying that like if you take violent panda right I think Violent Panda could coast on his ability, like his knowledge of the game for a long time. Um, but the situation, like the, this is my feeling from Karma, is like it, if you coast on your like former ability, like your, your awareness of the game, eventually it's going to catch up to you. And I think the reason why Dignitas is so dominant right now because Violent Panda sees these up-and-comers and is working just as hard to keep up mechanically with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for Karma, it... it there's a feeling of like, I'm a very solid player, but there it's at some point your skill set has to improve in order for you to kind of change how you're going to do in the game, right? Yep. Um, I guess we can close it off there. Uh, we'll kind of see. I this this is the you know I I don't watch too much RLRS. Um, maybe I'll try to catch a little more of it. No, kind of seeing. I'm curious to see how the players from this Charlotte Phoenix team kind of adapt or who changes if they changes or maybe next week, maybe in two weeks we'll, we'll see some transfers who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, 
uh, I think we're going to end it there. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I guess next week I want to have more beginners corner, more transfers. Uh, Wabbits will be back hopefully, unless he has more exams and essays, who knows? Um, but I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a great one. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.